Parsons, you're listening to No Names All Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Tuesday, July 27th. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host Pat Calicchio, and we have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. You may know her on Twitter as Sup Caroline, the very funny, the very entertaining Caroline Bixler. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for the intro. I feel like I'm somewhat of importance almost. You are you are very important, man. We we were just talking about before we started this. I think you and I connected as like Twitter friends. I think it's about two years ago, like to the day almost. It was sometime in July of twenty nineteen. I was looking back and I was like, Oh, this girl's this girl's funny. She's got like good, funny Penn State tweets. I think I have some funny Penn State tweets. We should be friends. Um, and here we are Sounds two years right. later, finally getting you on the show. So glad we could do this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Uh, you know, as you can see from my Twitter, I pretty much only enjoy talking, thinking, reading about Penn State football. So uh, this is where I'm comfortable. You'll fit in just fine. That's basically what Pat and I do is I think our entire text thread, Pat, is like, happy birthday to each other once a year. And yeah. <laughs> that's about it. And I think it works pretty well. So that's what I really to need to talk about, you know? Yeah, honestly, nothing really. Um, Pat, how are you doing, man? You were just in uh, Mexico, was it? Yeah, I was in Mexico last week, got back Sunday, uh, finally don't have diarrhea, so pretty good, nice. you know? <laughs> That's a big win. Yeah. Uh, you, did, you did get, we, we retweeted this, it was probably one of your best performing tweets. Uh, you did oh, get some Penn State. by far State. my best. <laughs> <laughs> you got some Penn State memorabilia in Mexico? How did that, how did that work out? Um, so they had this like, you know, little stand where you can like do arts and crafts and they sell little things. And they had like these little surfboards that had sports teams on them. And all of a sudden, like I saw a, a college one. I, I think I saw a Michigan one. I was like, ugh. Yeah. And, but then I start looking around. And of course, my girlfriend's like, they're not going to have a Penn State. <laughs> and I walk of all course around the they will. Like, oh, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they've got an Iowa one. They're going to have Penn yeah. State. Okay? <laughs> I got Penn State little... everywhere. It's worldwide. It's worldwide. Um, well, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you don't have diarrhea. And I'm glad you had a good trip. <laughs> um, so, Caroline, like I said, we talked um, probably a couple years ago, and I think I found you through someone had retweeted an article you wrote that I thought was really interesting, really cool. Um, following your Twitter, I think people would probably think that you are like lifelong diehard Penn Stater through and through. But in this article, I learned a little something that you actually started your college career at uh, South Carolina, right? Yes, that is true. I am Pennsylvania, born and raised, spent most of my life in York, but I did take a little detour before coming back up here um, and went to South Carolina for college. Nice. So how, do you, so how do you end up, uh, were you a Penn State fan growing up or was it only once you got there? Yeah, I mean, being, you know, born and raised in central Pennsylvania and both my parents are alumni uh, of uh, Penn State. So, you know, kind of being raised around that and was never huge into football until like I got sort of in middle school, high school, and I was always into the NFL at first. So if I did watch college, I'd, you know, Penn State games are always on. So of course, we're cheering for them. Uh, so I was around it. I was vaguely familiar with some of the history. My dad actually committed uh, to play at Penn State way back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, and yes, there, I actually have another blog about this, about my gripes with him because he was verbally committed to Penn State and then flipped to Maryland during his senior oh. year. And well, it's Carolina, like one of the biggest regrets. Show. We'll see you next time. Uh, you can't, you can't have that bad <laughs> I know. 
It's okay. We don't watch Maryland in my house. Like, unless Penn State's playing them, we're not turning on the Maryland game. I mean, first of all, nobody wants to see that. And second of all, it's (laughs) like, so when my dad would have been a junior on the team, uh, Penn State won a national championship. It's one of the biggest regrets of his life and also mine, um, even though I wasn't there. (laughs) That'd be be a nice little thing to hang your hat on. It's just like, yeah, my my dad's a national champion. Not a big deal. (laughs) I like think a little did you know he was going to have a daughter that like really could use the connections and Mm -hmm. now we have you know nothing really I so did, did he actually play at maryland myself <laughs> uh he played for a year i think actually redshirted so he was there for a year and uh ended up hating it shockingly he hated being at maryland quit uh transferred to lafayette never played football again Man. very depressing uh so that was that was kind of one of the points of contention he uh was a big time like tight end in high school like prayed all american the whole thing and also played some defensive end that's what he thought he was going to play in college he thought it was going to be a defensive end so of course everyone at maryland's like yeah yeah go for it it'll totally be a defensive end like no you're not and they're like you're a center dude like you're you were going to be a center you were always going to be an offensive lineman um and that's kind of what penn state told him he was going to be and Maryland was like, oh, we'll let you play defensive end. And they were nobody was ever going to let him actually play that. So he got uh he got duped and hated it. And that's really sad. Man, <laughs> I'll never get is, over it. That is, that is tough, but I mean at the end of the day, obviously things happen for a reason and, and you can now carry sure. on the best state. And listen, we're gonna win a national championship eventually. So then you'll have that and be like, hey. I have a national exactly. championship and you don't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can't claim it, Dad. Yeah. He watches. He watches every Penn State game and does not pay attention to Maryland. It's good. Know, it's, good. I'm salty. Yeah. Pat, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this. So, kids, Caroline obviously has a little bit of Penn State in inner blood from from all of that. How did, did you get into Penn State like growing up, or was it just because you went there? Um, I became a Penn State fan like eighth grade. Um, okay. Like for us, that's when people started like paying attention to college football, like in my sort of friend circle. And neither of my parents went to a school that had a football program. So I didn't have like a natural, you know, like school to go to. Um, and that was the year that Penn State beat Florida State in the Orange Bowl, ranked third in the mm. country, had the one loss. It's like they were great. Um, I had a pretty close friend whose family were huge Penn Staters. And so I was just like, this is, this is my team. Uh, I love – I remember that clip of Michael Robinson breaking that kid from Minnesota's collarbone. And as soon as I saw that, it's like, this is my team. I love Paul Puzlozny. Because uh, no. at the time, I was a nice. uh, very undersized middle linebacker in rec football. And then I, I remember, like, basically be, because of football, being like, I'm going to go to Penn State. Nice. And my mom just being like, okay, we're going we're gonna to work this out. We're, we're going we're gonna, to, like, not – my sophomore year of high school, she was like, okay, we're just going to get this out of the way so he can stop, like, being on this train. So she brought me to visit as a sophomore and it was the worst mistake she ever made because immediately was like oh yeah this is the place (laughs) (laughs) yeah you see the parties you see the campus you see everyone having the best time of their lives why would you She let me stay in a frat house as a sophomore really (laughs) yeah okay mom all right (laughs) she's pretty cool there you go there you go yeah i think for me i I never really got into college football like growing up i don't know why Mm. it was just something that like my friends weren't into like it was very casual i think i remember I think I remember rooting for, I think it was the national championship one year when Florida was playing Ohio State. I really wanted Florida to win. So I think I have the Ohio State hate ingrained in me for a long time. So at least that had me going. Um, but then Penn State turned out to be like the only school I got into. 
And I was like, well, I guess I'll go there. I have no other choices. Um, and then week one, you go to the first football game, and yeah, it's all, the rest is history. So that was easy, easy for me to become a fan. Um, but Caroline, you end up at South Carolina first. How did you end up there? Yeah, so I swam from, I think, the age of like five to about 20. Uh, so that was always kind of, you know, the goal. Well, when you're little, you think you're going to go to the Olympics, topical. Um, but then you realize that's almost impossible. Um, so you have to, uh, you know, switch up the goals a little bit and find something else to work at. And that was pretty much just swimming in college, at, you know, a Division One school. And so one day South Carolina contacted me and I was like, oh, this sounds like a cool place. Uh, I was a sport and entertainment management major at the time and uh, they had a great program for that. And everybody on the team was really great on my visit. Uh, I loved the football when you went to a football game and it was a lot of fun because well, for a hot minute, South Carolina was actually good. Um, I was there for that, which is cool. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I was there for four years and I swam for my first two years. Uh, actually, once I quit swimming halfway through college, I tried to transfer to Penn State just because I was like mm. homesick. And I was like, let's see if we can get this back a little closer to home. And I had just changed my major to accounting. And they're like, yeah, you can come here, but you have to change your major. I'm like, well, I just did that. And they're like, okay, well, come back for our master's program. I was like, yeah, screw you guys. Like, I'm not coming back <laughs> for the master's program. Ended up still being so homesick by the time I was applying to master's programs that I got into South Carolina and Penn State, and I thought I was just going to, I was like, you know what, moving is terrible. I'm just going to stay at South Carolina. They gave me scholarship, the whole thing, and it just seemed easier. One of my friends was like, why would you stay here? Like, you don't want to be here. Like, go yeah. interview with Penn State. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And my sister was there at the time, uh, so that was cool. And uh, one of my good friends from home was there, and I think I, like, went and visited them uh, that fall. It was for the whiteout uh, when we played Ohio State and the refs missed that the interception fell on the ground uh, and that they kicked that field goal uh, when uh, there was no time on the clock. Um, so I was there for that, which was, like, a great time. I had a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, uh, I ended up getting into the uh, Masters of Accounting is what I do. Um, and I got into that program at Penn State. I was there for a year and – one of the best years of my life and uh it happened to be uh the 2016 year we went to the rose bowl so i couldn't have picked a better one year to be in school there and after that it was like i am you know i'll watch south carolina occasionally but like i have no idea what's going on there um yeah. for the most part yeah i'll watch and if they beat georgia i'm like cool but i don't really care uh penn state is where you know i live die and uh will get either extremely excited or want to jump off of a cliff and south, <laughs> carolina, south carolina i'm like oh they're terrible what's new i don't care so yeah, yeah it's I, just having such a good year there made me you know and having the football team uh, have such a good year just sort of connected me to the program for life and i love the school uh, by itself so yeah yeah that's the how rest it is history twitter account is born and yeah there you go. Life. <laughs> yeah i always find it interesting when like when athletes transfer and they're at multiple schools and if we ever if we ever get to the point where we have like former like penn state players on we'll get there eventually like i want to ask people that because yeah. like like i think Jawan johnson did it when he was like declaring for the draft he put like both schools but like penn state and oregon like, uh, well, thank yeah. you both so mm -hmm. much i was like that's really cool because a lot of times i feel like people who transfer even if they're gone for one year it's like not that they flip allegiances, but kind of have to a little bit. Like we had, um, yeah. we had Antonio Shelton on last year, um, one of our favorite oh, right. players, and he's mm -hmm. he's in Florida now. And like I see him tweeting out like the Gator emojis, and I'm like, damn it! Like don't I know forget you gotta about love us. your new yeah. school. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about it. my soul when I see it. 
Yeah. yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, I and I didn't even school. swim at Penn State. Like, I mm. only went to school there. Like, no, no athletics actually attached to me, but I don't know. It just, something clicked. So Maybe it was a magical year. I think it's pretty pretty easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were actually a swimmer in college, Pat and I, on our last episode. Um, we did a draft for name, image, likeness, basically going yes. through, like, if we had a company, which Penn State players would we pick? So um, what's your take on this whole craziness that's happening right now as an actual former college athlete on name, image, likeness? What, what do you – like, do you think it's a, a great thing for college athletes? Do you think it's going to change the game of football? Like, where do you lie on all of that? Yeah, for the most part, I'm like, good for them. If they're popular and in a position to capitalize on this following or their athletic prowess or a combination of the two, uh, whatever it is, um, good for them. Um, In the beginning, for the past couple of years, when this was sort of a subject and paying players and uh, all of that really started coming to the forefront of the conversation in uh, college college football and all college sports, obviously. But uh, I, I always used to have mixed kind of feelings on it. I just remember when I was really little and my dad was trying to get me into college football. Uh, I, I still remember sitting there watching a game. I don't know who it was, but he was like, look at this. Like, you love the NFL, but that's what they do for a living. Like, these guys have to go to class on Monday. They're doing it because they love it. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's so great. <laughs> and uh, not the paying players changes that. And they're not specific. They're not directly paying the players. I mean, right. uh, well you know not everybody <laughs> not that you know not that as an account I would see like on the books like I don't really know how they're getting around that but I guess it's the boosters but uh yeah so they're, they're still not directly paying players it's really just capitalizing on your popularity or your influence you know you see the Instagram influencers just mm-hmm. they, there's nothing special about 99% of them these guys and uh you know these women are actually uh, prominent athletic, you know, figures in athletics at their school and their communities and things like that, and actually probably have something good and, and interesting to offer. So good for them. Uh, as it relates to, you know, me, if I it was around when I was there, would you be bringing in the books? I was a swimmer. Like nobody really <laughs> cared. Uh, it obviously in the Olympics, if you're as good as my friend, shout out Haley Flickinger. Don't know when this is airing, but uh, going for that gold soon. But um, nobody really cares about swimming. Um, also, social media wasn't such a different place when I was in school. I remember we had Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that, but it wasn't nearly as influential and popular as it is now. So. Sure, maybe if I had some sort of following back then, you could maybe capitalize on something, but I I don't think I'm bringing in any dollars. I had to try and sign up for the Barstool Athlete, get like some yep. free clothes and put it <laughs> in my Instagram bio, and that would probably be the end of it, which is fine. That's cool. I'll take yeah. free clothes. But I do like it um, not just for the super popular players, like, you know, the the big time football players and basketball players of college sports, but I don't remember. I don't know her name. I don't know anything about gymnastics, but I think there was some gymnast from LSU that has like a ton of Instagram followers. So they said she Mm -hmm. was going to be making millions of dollars. I like it for the athletes who are in sports that aren't so popular, like swimming, but have these huge social media following. So whether or not they go pro in whatever sport they're in afterwards and get paid millions of dollars, good for them for being able to capitalize on it now, if they have that following, um, There's also a common misconception that all athletes are on full scholarships, regardless of what sport they're in. I am here to clear that up. Uh, That is not true at all. Most of my swim team uh, was there to pretty much boost the GPA of the team. And for the love of the sport, uh, you really are 
it depends what school you're at. If you're at a big school for a certain sport, maybe there's more money to go around, but swimming at South Carolina, there is very, very little. And uh, yeah, after my first year, I did really well, and they told me they would pay for my books. Uh, but then okay. I so <laughs> we didn't really get to take much advantage of that. But yeah, it's, I think a lot of people are like, oh, athletes, they already get all this money. A lot yeah. of them don't. So if they have this cool thing on the side they can do, if they like start a company, good yeah. for them. I, that they should be able to capitalize on it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to change anything. Like recruiting maybe, but like not really. I don't, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. agree with that. And, and Pat, you and I were talking about this last time of like, okay, does this actually change? Like how, if I was a top recruit, like which school I would go to and I actually came out today, uh, David Shaw from Stanford head coach was saying he was, he was complaining about uh, what's the kid's name in Alabama, Bryce Young, I think their quarterback yeah. hasn't, hasn't played a snap Played. yet and yeah. Saban is saying he's he's on the cusp of making a million dollars so Pat do you have a problem with that of saying like okay a kid in Alabama can make a million dollars before he's even the quarterback versus at another school where you probably don't have that kind of exposure like do you think that's a problem and, and could impact recruiting or do you think that's just sort of like well it is what it is yeah I mean it's like anything else in life where like they're not going to put it NIL and it's just going to be no problems everything's mm. going to be perfect but I think it's better than the alternative of like these kids just have to be poor. Yeah. These kids aren't allowed to make any money. Like, Caroline made a great point about most athletes aren't on scholarship. And you take a look at what I would say is probably the second biggest sport at Penn State is the wrestling team. There's 10 starting spots and the entire team has 9.9 scholarships. Wow. So you could be a starter and not be on full scholarship. You could be an all American and not be on full scholarship. That's crazy. That's mm-hmm. insane. That's insane. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like someone, someone was saying like uh, the Alabama thing, it's like, well, that's going to, that's going to give them even more weight in recruiting. It's like, they have all the weight right now. Like They're what, Alabama. Yeah. Like, like they the exposure is, yeah. The exposure sure, like the remains the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the quarterback. Your unknown quarterback you're get might get a million dollars, but if you're a third string linebacker at Alabama, you're not making any money. Right. Yeah. You know, right. so, whereas yeah, you could think, go to a smaller school and be the best linebacker there, you can be the best linebacker in your conference if you mm-hmm. go to like the ACC or something and actually make money on your NIL. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it makes sense for for a lot of people. Like uh, there was a report the other day, Sean Clifford held like a signing where he signed like pictures and jerseys, and the the guy writing the article estimated that he made like a couple of thousand dollars. Like, yeah, Sean Clifford's not going to make a million like the quarterback of Alabama is, but you know what? If he can get a couple yeah. couple dollars in his pocket, good for him. Like. I don't have a problem. Good for him. Like, they're out there, like, laying their bodies on the line so that us, you know, lazy losers can brag about them on social (laughs) media. Good for them. Like, it's worth it. (laughs) I think we need to start a new podcast, just Lazy Losers. (laughs) (laughs) I think think that'll take off. (laughs) Yeah, I am very Uh, far removed from my athletic days, so I would fit that title perfectly. (laughs) You and me both. You and me both. Um, Cool. That's awesome to hear, like, your backstory, how you got here. Um, let's jump into a little bit of actual Penn State news. It's been a crazy month. Uh, recruiting has been fireworks after fireworks after fireworks. Um, Pat, you and I did an episode like three weeks ago, which for us is actually pretty good. Normally we wait like two months in between doing episodes. Uh, it's been three weeks and we've added four new commitments to this 2022 class, which just will not stop. Uh, Katron Allen, four-star running back. Jordan Allen, three-star defensive back. Uh, Deny Dennis Sutton, four-star I understand he's five-star by rivals. People come after him for me all the time. Uh, and Cam Miller, just yesterday, a four-star corner. And there's still two more um, in this month. We have Christian Driver tomorrow, I believe. And then 
Kevin Winston, I think, at the end of the month. So mm -hmm. pretty incredible month for us. Caroline, what's been your favorite recruiting moment or who's someone that you've had your eye on the most that you've been really excited about this month? Ooh, my favorite moment uh, might have been Nicholas Singleton just because we felt like he was coming here for months, years, like however long that he's been seemingly locked into Penn State uh, by all the news and insider accounts. And then there was like the, those two or three maybe days on the 24-7 message boards where everybody lost their mind because we thought he was going to go to Notre Dame after his visit there and just the way it like turned right back around uh, was pretty cool just to experience with everybody else on there that was kind of in the loop on that one and uh, it's also it was also cool just because we didn't get any running backs in the 2021 cycle um, so having the new number one uh, mm -hmm. jump on board for us and be a, a Pennsylvania guy. Uh, very exciting. I, I get very excited watching his, uh, his highlights and uh, I'm excited to see what he brings to that room that who knows how quickly that gets depleted with people going to the NFL and things like that coming up here. So just keep bringing them on. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Singleton's probably my favorite. Like I think everyone loves DDS. DDS to Happy Valley finally right. happened. I think, I think that's the clear. But that's like the story. hot pick. That's the obvious yep. one. Yep. You can't be so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, what about you? What have you been, uh, what have you been, you've been big in recruiting lately. When we started this podcast, Pat was not a big recruiting guy. So I, got, I feel like I need to say it every time now. Pat's a recruiting expert. What, what have you been locked in on? Um, I was real excited about the most recent one, Cam Miller. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, with DDS, I obviously like huge, like great player like biggest name we got but it seemed like a week heading up as soon as all those crystal balls flipped you're like mm -hmm. okay almost 100% chance I was not sure about Cam Miller I was really nervous I kind of thought he's going to choose Virginia Tech they do have like a great defensive back pipeline um and they actually they have like a pretty great stadium atmosphere too uh so to see him pick Penn State uh, at a position that I think was a real, not just in this draft class, but for us in general, I think real position in need. And just reading some of the stuff that like the experts have to say about him, I'm really excited. I think he can be, not only is he versatile, but I, I think he's going to be a corner, but he could be like a real sort of like game breaking type of player. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's, it's really cool that um, a lot of these kids are committing through uh, CBS Sports HQ and, and through 24-7. So you, like a lot of them would do their own press conferences and just like broadcast on their Instagram live. Like now we're actually getting like actual structure, someone interviewing them, someone asking follow-up questions. Um, so it's kind of cool to see how they all handle it. And, like DDS was mature beyond his years. Like it was really cool to hear him speak. I was like, that guy sounds like he's like a junior who's had like media training and knows how to answer these questions uh -huh. already. Uh, he was really attack, good. Though. Yeah, he, he picked up that Georgia hat <laughs> uh, yeah. too long. And when he said mm -hmm. University of, too, I was like, oh. that That <laughs> kills me. Every time they say, I'm going to the University of Penn State. I'm I know. It's like secondhand embarrassment. I'm like, uh -huh. oh, guys, like, no, the yeah. school. Like, I'm so happy you're coming here. But, yes. like, let's, let's tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> you would think at this point, like, someone, like, some recruiting coordinator would be like, okay, you're coming. By the way, just so you know, it's Penn State University. Just so you know. E-S-U. Uh, <laughs> let's spell it out. Come on, guys. Um, but with Cam Miller, to your point, uh, Pat, I really liked his announcement, too, because he was super nervous. You could tell. He was like, he, like, kind of stumbled a little bit. He's like, next four or five no no let me start again for the next <laughs> oh, four or yeah. five years like, I, felt, I felt so bad I was like, oh, I know. 
Uh, but then when they started asking him questions, you could, you could see him settle down a little bit. He was more comfortable. And the guy, the host, I don't know who it was, asked him, like, you know, what are you going to bring to Penn State? He's like, big time corner. I'm going to lock it down. It's like, that's my guy. Like, let's go. Uh, I'm just like picturing up? him and Joey Porter Jr. opposite sides of the field. Well, the way Joey Porter is playing, he might be gone by then. But um, this is we're true. recruiting well enough. We got to restock. Kalen, one year. Kalen I want one year of it. Kalen King will be there, if not Joey Porter. So oh, yeah. We got, we got plenty coming in. Um, there have been updates. Caroline, you mentioned Nicholas Singleton is now the number one running back by 24-7. Um, I find myself leaning towards 24-7 over the other services. Like, when I, when I tweet about anything, I use the composite just so people don't jump down my throat about it. Um, and plus, sometimes it makes that. our recruits look better if you use the composite. So. It does. I try not to. Like, that's, I hate that when people, like, people will purposely say, like, DDS is a five-star, but then if a kid is a four-star in one and a three-star in the composite, they're like, no, 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 he's a four-star. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it, people take it way too seriously, too. It's like, guys, relax. Like, the stars are fun for now. They're going to get on campus. We'll see what they're made of. Um, but Singleton jumping up to number one is super, super exciting. Drew Aller uh, up to the number seven quarterback by 24-7, which is really, really exciting. Um, Tyrese Fearbride uh, up 124 spots. He's the kid that was a lock to Pittsburgh forever and then took one visit to Penn State and said, yep, I'm coming here. Uh, so he cracks right. the 24-7. The only thing that blew my mind is Caden Saunders, uh, one of our top wide receivers, just dominates camps all offseason and somehow drops in the rankings. That blows my mind a little bit. But Is that just in 24-7's rankings? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah and what, from what I saw, it wasn't necessarily a drop. Because wasn't it just like a few spots? It was. It was. So, yeah, I saw it explained as like, well, it wasn't really a drop, but it was also kind of shocking that he didn't go up. Yeah, uh, that maybe that's just maybe that's because of everything that we've seen. Yeah, I'm just surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably just got moved around from other people moving up. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I was kind of surprised that he did not go up himself because he just looks insane in every single video of him you see at a camp. Uh, which, of course, camp is not a game, but the, he's yeah. crazy. But that's all they have to judge <laughs> based on right now. So uh, there was. Yeah. It was so yeah. Funny. Exactly. Um, now that we have a South Carolina person on here, uh, your boy Pat Keenan Nelson Jr. Uh, mm, went to fun. South Carolina. <laughs> Caroline, what is up with these people uh, throwing some shade at Penn State? Did you see this? Did you see the uh, people that put up with like the highway robbery sign? Yes, yes, I did see that. I actually did we have I think beef that, with South Carolina. I think that Justin King guy. I think he's actually like made some very cool portraits of me. I think he's been there a really? long time. I have these like really cool pictures of me uh, back when I was like on the swimming poster my sophomore year. Don't know how oh, that happened. Like when you were an athlete, I thought he was just. <laughs> oh no, he's just like a really big fan of mine. Um, or oh, of mine. No, no, I think he's been at South Carolina for so long that he like I was a part of some photo shoot and he did some cool stuff. But yeah, I I did see that and I was like, come on, like anybody who's slightly clued in, maybe he's not, knows that Penn State just I guess didn't like what they saw out of his speed and possibly mm. some other performances, uh, specifically against Caden Saunders out of camp. But, uh, you know, anytime somebody commits to your school and they drop, apparently this happens to South Carolina a lot, they're going to think, oh, woe is me, they hate us. But uh, they, they did think that they stole, uh, who was it, Ryan Brubaker, whose dad played at Penn State, and Keenan Nelson from us. And uh, from what I've read, not that I have an inside source, but just from what I've read, it sounded like 
Penn State backed off and didn't pursue them anymore. So South Carolina swooped in. Great school to go to. It is weird that we get in recruiting battles with South Carolina a lot. And people are like, it is very random, but people are like, I don't understand what they have to offer. Their program's terrible. They do have great facilities and 17, 16 year old kids, they're into that. Like that's important. That's why Penn State needs to keep theirs updated. Um, But they've got some nice stuff there. And I wasn't even on the football team and I saw a lot of really cool stuff and got to take advantage of some nice um, amenities back in the day. And that was, you know, almost 10 years ago. So I can only imagine for the football team, how cool it is. So that, that'll get people, it's a beautiful campus, you know, they're not my team, but I won't disparage them. It's it's a great place to go. So I could see why people would want to go there, but it is very random that we. Yeah. I'll I'll give them, I'll give them a pass now. I just, it was so weird. I saw so many people tweeting like, yo, why is South Carolina throwing shade? I was like, wait, what's even happening? Pat, I don't know if you saw it. It was like, they put up a poster. It was like highway robbery in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That'll probably be guys. Yeah, I, I saw the biggest win they yeah, have in 2021. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's great. Obviously, 2022 classes is crushing it. A couple more that we'll get here. Um, 2023, off to a hot start. We got a surprise commitment from Alex Birchmeyer, uh, the number one interior offensive lineman of that class. Um, so that's really exciting for 2023. I try not to get too attached when it's like a full year out, but exciting nonetheless. Um, and then the only downside that we have in the recruiting news is uh, just came out yesterday. Lonnie White Jr., who was a top 10 receiver in the 2021 class, officially chooses the Pittsburgh Pirates and $1.5 million over coming to Penn State um, and playing both baseball and football. Kind of hard to play. <laughs> kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's obviously upsetting, but I do get it. And it sounds like his friends are or his parents are close friends with Coach Franklin. And so I'm sure they're a great family. I'm sure they talked about it a lot and made the best decision for all of them. But it's upsetting. And uh, But I understand, you know, $1.5 million being dangled in front of you. And maybe he just likes baseball better. I I don't know. He's not really an active guy on social media or anything. I feel like I have it. I don't know anything about him other than he's extremely athletic. So maybe he likes baseball better and he's willing to go be poor and sit on buses. Like, I mean, I I don't know anything about the MLB draft. When does he get the 1.5 million? Is that like a signing? Like he gets it all now? I'm pretty sure that's a signing bonus. Okay. Which is great because then you're set for like, a pretty long time which is right. great you should be able to be like set for life with millions in my brain but like realistically i, I feel like you're, yeah, you're you're really <laughs> you're, you're good for a while and you can it's live still and you a tough decision yeah, yeah i read this book years ago called like where nobody knows your name at some prominent sports writer who's so prominent that I can't remember his name, but um, it was a good book. It was about like life in the minor leagues as a baseball player. And obviously not all of them get the 1.5 million up front, but like, it sounds miserable, like riding around on these buses, getting cut and traded like every five days. And you have no money basically. And are, you have to pay for all of this stuff by yourself. And it, it just sounded like a miserable life. So I'm like, okay, well, I, maybe I should have sent Lonnie that book. I don't know if this is what he wants <laughs> with all the NIL stuff. Like maybe we could have hooked him up and held mm-hmm. him over until he perhaps got drafted into the NFL. I don't know. It's It was probably a really hard decision. So good for him. But 
I just keep thinking of that book and I'm like, come on, yeah. man. Like, that's, it will be so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a GoFundMe together. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you guys, did you guys see Franklin put out a statement and it was like, he ended it with like, and we still believe your best days in football are ahead of you. He left you, that door open. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah, if you things change, which I don't know how that works either once you sign with, with the baseball team. So I think like with, with Major League Baseball, Pat, there's like, are there like seven, like 20 rounds or something like that in the Major League Baseball draft? Do you follow that at all? Um, I, I don't know why. It's a lot of rounds. Yeah, um, it's a shit It's a lot of, of picks. Like, I think after like the second round, those signing bonuses or whatever, they like, oh, they, they, like they get dramatically less. So like yeah. you, to your point, Caroline, that book, like for anyone picked after round two or three, like they're the ones on the buses that have yes, the money. Yeah, exactly. So for Lonnie, maybe it's like, hey, I got this cushion. I can go try this out and be a professional That's baseball true. So Well, yeah, but actually. like that though. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like that's the scariest, <laughs> you know, not that I'm super personally invested in this kid's decision, but like, I, I hope the best for him. And that's kind of like the scariest part is this isn't like the NFL where if you get picked in the first two rounds, unless you really, really fuck up, you're getting your first contract yeah. and they're going to give you at least a couple of years plus your signing bonus. Right. Most guys who get drafted in the MLB draft just disappear. Mm-hmm. Like the True. vast majority of them. Not only do you never hear about them, they never even make it past like double A ball. Yeah. It's a million what happened to them, basically. Yeah. Before, before this, I've never paid attention. Drafted out of high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason I paid attention to this is because the kid was committed to Penn State. Otherwise, I don't, I don't watch oh, the MLB yeah. draft no. whatsoever. I know. I was like sitting there refreshing my phone. Like, all right, when's Lonnie White going? When's Lonnie White going? Just because I wanted, like, I wanted to see where he would end up and how mm-hmm. he would make the decision. But again, good money. I hope him and his family are happy with the decision. I hope he does well. Like, you, you can't say there anything. is actually a slight bit of hope. Maybe not, you know, in the near future. But speaking of South Carolina football, uh, Hayden Hurst. He went and played uh, baseball for a while. Oh, I think he yeah. might have been on the Pirates too. He came to South Carolina in college football years. He was old as shit. I forget yeah. how old he was. I remember. I remember meeting him at like a party at some apartment. And these guys were like, "Oh yeah, like he played baseball. He was like looked so much older than everyone else." And I was like, "What? Like you can do that?" <laughs> and he came back and ends up getting drafted. Whatever. He got drafted at like the end of the first round, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was up there. Yeah, and so now he's killing it in the NFL. So there, there's hope. Maybe right. he'll hate the Pirates, which wouldn't be hard from what I know about baseball to <laughs> hate your life on the Pirates. I know nothing about baseball, but I do know that much. Um, so you never know. Maybe in like 20, 25, or 6, be like, I could still play football, and yeah. we could have something. Well, Lonnie, Lonnie White, if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you are, you're my hard fan, <laughs> um, doors always open. We support you. We hope you're happy. That sounded mean. We hope you're happy, but I meant it. <laughs> um, all right. So that's all of recruiting. Um, let's move on. This is, this is my favorite time of the year. We are officially in preseason betting territory. Like for, for the months leading up to the season, it's, it's always like, ah, it's too early. It's too early, which realistically, it's never too early. Um, but we're getting there. Pat and I are awful gamblers. Caroline, I know you're a gambler yourself. Oh How's, how have things been going? I haven't touched uh, a sports book since like, I think March Madness, I started doing really well. And then I got bored. I started kind of doing really bad on like the second weekend. And and then I got bored one day and just started like playing blackjack on my FanDuel account and lost 
all of my money that was in there, which was like a few hundred dollars. Um, so I'm probably never going to go to a casino because that was way quicker than you lose money betting on sports. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. Uh, <laughs> you got to stick to real. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was like started building up my balance and then it just all was gone. And it's like, I can't do anything like half ass. So whether it's something good or something bad, I have to go the whole way. So I had to lose all of my money until I officially stopped. So that was, yeah. that's really great great for addictive personalities like myself um so I have ever since then that was probably like April I have not I don't think I bet on anything because I don't even want to think about how much money I'm down right now I thought about betting on my friend Haley and her 200 butterfly tomorrow night Um, let's talk about that real quick because your friend is in the Olympics right now yeah so I don't know when this will be airing uh however um so today's yeah so she yeah she already won a bronze medal so we've got that which was crazy yeah, that was crazy. What's her name? Um, Haley Flickinger. I have known oh, her that's since your, I was. That's your Twitter account. Yes, Haley Flickinger Stan account. You may see yes. me on Twitter right now. I'm trying to build up the hype because <laughs> swimming gets popular during the Olympics, but she's not like a big name or anything. Like she's not Michael Phelps. So if you're not a huge name in swimming, there's a good chance nobody knows who you are if you're a yeah. member of the general non-swimming public. So I'm trying like to build Phelps up some hype you. for her. Yeah, I, exactly. That's really all anyone knows. Caleb Dressel. But uh, yeah, so I'm tr- I've been trying to build up the hype for her. I've known her. We've been friends since we were like six years old. Absolute best friend growing up. She went to Georgia to swim because they are really good. And she's obviously way better than I ever was. So, you know, haven't seen her a whole lot recently. She lives in Arizona now to train with Michael Phelps' coach. Um, oh, wow. It's been working out pretty well for her. So, yeah, going for the gold in the 200 fly. Uh, we got semifinals tonight and finals will be tomorrow. And I basically haven't been able to sleep the past few nights because I've been so nervous leading up to this. But, uh, yeah, so I, I thought about Amazing. putting money on her, long story short. I thought about putting money on her because she's That's technically so – not the favorite she's second just by a little bit so she has some plus money right now i don't know what the odds are plus 170 something like that maybe but uh yeah it'll be hard to stay away from the gambling once football comes just because i've gotten so addicted to it over the past couple of years that um that it became legal in pennsylvania um because you know i i never wanted to do the offshore bookie thing. like that all yep. scared me i yep. was afraid i was gonna go to jail if i participated in it so i waited <laughs> till it was all legal but yeah i i'm nervous to go back in just because it never ends well but yeah. uh so pat, pat and i pretty much during the season every week we'll make our picks on the penn state game um i live in new york so i actually was doing the offshore stuff for a while okay and eventually and then eventually my account got hacked and, and someone tried to steal my money so i gave that up oh jeez um, got the money back got the money back oh waiting for that's them. shocking yeah i basically well, i told them i was like listen it, it happened like middle of the night and they drained it on casino games in like the span of 10 minutes i was like i've never played a casino game before please give me my money yeah don't um, it's yeah don't. so they gave me <laughs> Money back, but Pat and I always pick. And Pat, what's your your here's the Calicchio Classic? What's your typical bet? Uh, Penn State, um, the under, and what else? Yeah, it's a, it's typically said like we're we're both we're very I'm eternally optimistic. Pat's a little bit more pessimistic, so I get the Hank and hard line. It is always Penn State and the over, regardless. I am a glutton for punishment and betting the overs. Uh, we we do short. three though, don't we? There is another one. There's something else that we used to do. I can't remember what it was um but but is typically just, is it just winner well, spread and then yeah maybe just outright winner and then the yeah. spread so like, i always I'll, take I'll take, this to cover 
Yeah, always takes to come. We could be like, even when we oh, play yeah. Ohio State, we're like 18 point underdogs. Like, that's so many points. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I can't not, like, it's just not in me to not be able to root for them, whether it's, you know, to win by a certain amount or to only lose by a certain amount. Like, I can't root against them in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. Last year was a little bit of a different story. Um, I started betting against Penn State, and once I did, they actually won a game. So I, I guess maybe that helped. But I, for the most part, in a non-2020, everything is terrible year, I just can't do it. Like, I, I don't care what the line is. I will take yeah. Penn State, and I will tell everybody that is absolutely the right pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's kind of how we do, too. So right now, like I said, we're late July. Early August is when I start looking at, like, future bets, um, things for the conference, for the Heisman, all of that. So I just looked up today to see where they stand. So I'm going to rattle a couple of these off, and what we'll do is we'll each pick what our current favorite one is that if, if I gave you a hundred dollars, what would you throw that money on? Um, so right now Penn state is eight to one to win the big 10. Uh, that's third best odds behind Ohio state uh, naturally as the favorites and Wisconsin. Um, we are four and a half to one to win the big 10 East to so just make it to the title game. Uh, we are currently 80 to one to win the national championship, which honestly surprised me. I thought it would be worse. Um, we have a couple of Heisman lists. So Sean Clifford on FanDuel is listed, listed as 50 to one. On Barstool, he's listed as 100 to 1. So if you're going to bet on Sean Clifford, if you are a believer, go to Barstool. Uh, no okay. free ads, but go to Barstool. Um, they, they have Devin Ford listed, too, as a high speed candidate. Barstool me, does? Yes, which made me laugh uh, they need a to, lot. They need to figure it out. Yeah, but he's, Listen, he's 100 to 1. If you think and, these uh, are bad, you should have seen their Olympic wrestling odds. They were really, really? Oh, <laughs> they were really, really. They, the guy who's definitely, almost definitely going to win the gold medal at heavyweight, Opened as a 700 to 1 favorite. Um, what? <laughs> I hope you put money on that. A, a plus 700 favorite, sorry. Not Still 7 to 1. That's pretty yeah. damn good if he's uh, an Unfortunately, yeah. I'm, I'm not allowed to. And by the time I found out about it, the odds had changed drastically. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we got Devin Ford in there for some reason. Jahan Dotson is listed at 150 to 1. You know, we did have a wide receiver list win it last year. Uh, and then the last one is over under nine wins. That's so right on flat there. So if I was giving you 100 bucks, which of these future bets do you think you would most put your money on? Pat, what do you got? Um, I mean, you have to go with the 8 to 1 to win the Big Ten. Because, like, fact of the matter is, if you win the East – I'm, pay- I'm taking us to win the whole thing. Like, of course. if we're beating Ohio State, pretty sure we're going to beat Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to beat everyone. Yeah, yes. exactly. So yeah, I, mean, I like that, it. That's the best money. There you go. Caroline, what about you? I am a little more risk averse given my past struggles and i just see the nine wins and i think that we're going to get a we're going to get above that for sure. I just I don't know. I, I think last year is in the past and we're, we're turning it back to our old 11 season or 11 win season ways. And uh, I just, I'm trying to be optimistic. Ohio State's always a give or take, but I'm like, if we don't beat every other team on our schedule, I'm going to be pissed. So it's more like a personal thing. Like I'm going to be very angry and I don't want to think about being that angry. So Ohio <laughs> State, like, of course I'll be upset if we lose to them um, again. But I, it would be more acceptable. Um, so, but everything else on the schedule is completely unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm just, I think I'm waiting. Like, I want to see that get to eight and a half just so I can be comfortable. Because, like, it's at nine. And if we end up at, like, yeah, nine that's and three. True. Like, I could theoretically see a world nine and three. Like, Pat and I talked in the last episode. We're like, that should be the worst. Like, if we end up eight and four, I'll be very, very upset. Like, nine and three, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be disappointed. I'll be, it won't be happy. But I could kind of see it. So, I'd like to see that drop to eight and a half. 
Um, I think in this hypothetical, I'll put my, my 100 bucks on Jahan Dotson with 150 to 1. Um, I, do I think he has any chance of winning the Heisman? No. But this is where you dream, right? Mike Yersich, new offense, strong clipper, figures it out. We just saw a wide receiver, Devontae Smith, win it. Maybe they're like, boom, look at this guy. He's having an even better year. We have to give it to him. Um, I think so in he's real got life, the best chance on our team. In real life, I'll probably Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. if I had to do anyone on our team, it would definitely be him. Um, but realistically. Yeah. And that's such, a weird, that's such a weird thing, too. Like, Because that's why wide receivers normally don't win it. Because if the wide receiver's having a crazy year, that means they're the quarterback's having a great year. Yeah. So, I don't know. In some weird world, Sean Clifford is just spreading the ball out everywhere. Uh, but Jahan Dotson hey. is number one, wins it all. I just won, what, $150,000? I'll take it. Um, I don't know. Is that math right? I don't even know, but I'll take it. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> we're, not, we're not a math podcast. I think it's uh, 15, 15, 15. 15. Listen, yeah. I'll, I'll take 15 grand. Why not? It's fine. I'll Seems take right. it. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening, if you are a gambler like us, go check out Barstool, FanDuel, shop the lines, find the best lines. Um, I don't use DraftKings, but check them out. No free ads. Um, and, yeah, get your bets in because gambling makes sports fun, honestly. I lose money every year, but it still makes it more fun. Yeah. I wish uh, I was. I tried to lay down an Olympic parlay. And why, weren't you allowed, why aren't you allowed to do it? Did I was in California. Oh, damn. I didn't know it was out there yet. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I live in I live just over the river in New York, so I need to just like go to a friend's house in Jersey and then I can place it. Um, my dad's house. Yeah, there you go. It's a click yo. I got some bets to make. <laughs> uh, all right. So those are your betting odds. Check them out. I think I do agree with the over under nine wins. I think I think this has to be a bounce back season. Um, and Pat, you're right. If we're gonna win the big tennis, we're gonna win the whole damn thing. Let's get some twenty sixteen vibes. Let's let's bring it back. Um, all right, before we get into our draft, we do have a draft at the end of the show. Stay tuned. Uh, we do have a couple of Twitter questions um, from Miss Caroline here, which I believe are, some of them are from your friends. Um, yeah. But the first one comes from We Are Recruiting. Um, this is one of the topics that we haven't talked about yet. Obviously, the big news in college football is this conference realignment, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, formally informed, formally informed, uh, the Big 12 that they are leaving, uh, and they've requested to join the SEC. Uh, so We Are Recruiting asks, conference realignment and what that means for Penn State and the Big Ten, what the future landscape could look like. So whichever of you guys wants to go first, what do you think this means for, for the Big Ten, if anything? Uh, well, I tried to keep up with all of the different rumors when they first started going around, but at this point, I'm like, if this isn't like, get me something solid where some formal proposal has been made and then I'll start listening. But until then, it's been so much to keep track of. I can tell you with certainty that I want nothing to do with Kansas or Iowa State. I don't think that brings anything to us at all. I think it actually drags us down because Kansas is so depressingly sad. Um, I have the basketball, whatever, I don't care as much about uh, basketball. But from a football perspective, no, like football is the main moneymaker. Um, and I would say probably in most schools and uh, including Penn State. And I, I just, for, so for Penn State personally, even more so than the Big Ten, I want nothing to do with Kansas. And uh, Iowa State, like they sort of started getting a little hot, but realistically, like we already have Iowa in the Big Ten, like how much more are you really going to bring through with them? I don't know. And I also kind of hate change, which is like an old person take. But um, I, I don't know. I feel like as the Big Ten especially just has like the teams have like a certain air to them. Like this is Big Ten football. Like we run the ball and we punt a lot. And sometimes we have really low scoring games, which is not exciting. But I don't know. I, it's hard to I don't want to mess up that dynamic. Um, 
But of course, there's also been talk about like, oh, Ohio State and Michigan were contacting the SEC and they're going to have a super conference of 22 teams. And I don't, I'm fine if we like move the conferences around a little bit and kind of get rid of some of the dead weight and just have like four, maybe four conferences, I guess is what they're saying, um, would be the, the next step. Um, but I don't know, like talk to me when we have something real going on mm-hmm. and we have some interesting schools. Um, some, some people mentioned like, I don't know, USC, UCLA or Oregon, like teams way out West. That gets too crazy with like the, the time zones. Nobody yeah. needs to go play a game at like nine in the morning. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not against the change, but it needs to be the right change because I think the Big Ten's fine right now. And Penn State obviously makes a ton of money with all the fans it has. And I don't know. We, like, let's not get too ahead of ourselves just because Texas and Oklahoma found like the next shiny thing for them. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Pat, what do you think? Are you adding anyone to the Big Ten? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I hate that Texas and Oklahoma are doing this. I think college football is better when there's at least like some amount of parity between the conferences. But the fact of the matter is like it's happening. And I think the Big Ten has to react or get left in the dust. And you're also, you're not going to, get like as big people are always talking about like oh man iowa state is such a weak counterpunch to oklahoma it's like well there's no better one like there's <laughs> no one in that conference that's going to compare to oklahoma i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i think ohio i think the best two we could hope for are oklahoma state and iowa state uh, i'm with caroline i'm out on kansas they're so bad at football i don't care how good yeah. they are at basketball no. um, <laughs> but for me like Oklahoma State and Iowa State bring a pretty similar uh, amount to the table. I think Iowa State football is a program on the rise. I think they're going to get better. They have a great coach who wants to stick around. He's proven he does. So yeah. I think they're going to get better. Uh, Oklahoma State is fun to watch. They're a high-powered offense, high-scoring. It's going to be way different than the Big Ten. So it'll be, yeah, very interesting to see how that mixes in and also, like, if that changes the Big Ten at all. And then they're both great ads for wrestling, man. Big, wrestling guy. Big the, wrestling guy. Oklahoma State is the only like really good program not in the Big Ten in wrestling. Okay. So we would really, really dominate the wrestling landscape. And an Iowa-Iowa State in-conference duel would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like that rivalry would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. It's already a huge match, but to make it a conference match would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in the same camp of like, especially like, I thought this was happening like next year. Apparently, it's not going to happen until 2025. Um, and everyone's saying like, yeah. the conference will fall apart and it'll happen sooner. But like, I don't know. I, like, until it's real, like you said, kind of like, I'm not going to get too crazy about it. Um, the only thing that I saw I was reading, it was like, you know, with these two teams joining the SEC, they can get to a point now where they're like, they're making more money than the NCAA as a whole. And then they're kind of in the driver's seat on like decisions oh, around college football. So it's like, all right, if that's the case, I don't want to be left out of like where we have no say in things. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, so maybe we need to add a couple. And, and again, I like, I, I agree. Like what would make the most sense if you're trying to like compete and be powerful? It's like, yeah, go get USC in Oregon. But like that doesn't make a lot of sense, like logistically. So I don't know. Also, how I want the Pac-12 to still be a conference. Yeah, Pac-12 is Right, like, like now, well, now we have to go mess up the Pac-12. Yeah, people are talking about ACC. Like, oh, should we bring in Clemson and then Notre Dame? Notre Dame's never going to join a conference. They're yeah. ridiculous. And if so, they do, I think they know. have to join. I think they would, like, lose a lot of money if they didn't join the ACC mm-hmm. because they're partnering right. with every other sport. 
yeah, I think yeah. yeah, that would make the most sense. Yeah, for it'll sure. be it'll be an interesting couple of years. Um, it'll be funny to see how it all all plays out. I think it's one of those things too. Like everyone gets worked up about it like crazy. Like we have no say in this. Something's gonna happen. We're gonna react to it, and guess yeah. what? We're still gonna tune in and watch every single Saturday. Like nothing's gonna. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily mind whatever Texas and Oklahoma are doing. It's gonna be weird. But I think the funniest part is that A and M got so butthurt that they got left out oh of all the God. conversations. <laughs> that's sucks, like the best that kind of makes A&M. it all worth it just just because like listen A&M I know you want to be the only SEC team or SEC team in Texas but like you are new here too like let's not forget you came in with freaking Missouri which don't even get me started about them being the <laughs> SEC that will never make sense to me yeah um, somebody somebody should just we could bring in a third and just replace them because I, I it just doesn't sit right with me never has but uh like let's chill out you're not you haven't been here this whole time like you're very new too you don't sorry you don't get to say <laughs> yeah yeah i agree so i think we'll kind of have to sit back watch see what happens um clearly this is a done deal i don't see anything falling apart where they wouldn't join the sec um so they do and then yeah i think we need to react in some way but i don't think it's like uh just add teams for the sake of adding teams so yeah time will tell good question we are recruiting um next one comes from crumbopolis michael i don't know if i'm saying that right you're right um, on either from rick and morty Oh, nice okay. one. Good, good Crumbopulous Michael. Crumbopulous Michael at So Shoney's. Um, better Maddie Fresh Also from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I don't want, I need to watch Rick and Morty, apparently. It's so um, good. What is the Better Maddie Fresh song? Trace McSorley or Saquon Barkley? Hand up. I did not know there was a Saquon Barkley song. So I'm going to defer Oh my gosh, it's the guys. original. Yeah. Really? So th- this is my friend Mike. Um, met him my friend when I went to school um, at Penn State. Nice guy. He's also an accountant. I think he still lives in State College, actually, and works at Penn State. Um, anyway, yeah, it's Saquon, I'm pretty sure, is the original um, song. That's the first one I ever heard, at least. And uh, yeah, it starts out with a line like, ball up in this bitch, call me Saquon Barkley. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like that just really hooks you in and it's the original song. So I'm, I'm kind of partial to it. I'll, plus, again, you know, going back to the Trace McSorley one, while I'm glad that uh, he got, he's been getting the recognition he deserves from people who like didn't know he existed. Um, I'm really happy that people can share in the rest of our love for Trace, but mm. it just got, it's too popular now. Now he's like too mainstream. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy to say that Trace is the mainstream one over Saquon, but I'm sure most people don't know about that song, like you said. In the, so. the Maddie Fresh world, it is much more I think, I think I have to more defer. hipster to go with Saquon Barkley. Okay, yeah. Pat, did you know there's a Saquon Barkley song? I did. I have heard it, but it is just not as memorable. I'm sorry. And yeah. the num- numbers speak for itself. The fact that a song... <laughs> about a third string quarterback <laughs> more popular than the second overall pick in the NFL draft just tells you which one is better. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, again, obviously I'm partial cause I haven't heard the Saquon Barkley one. I will be listening to that as soon as we are done recording. Um, <laughs> I I'm addicted to TikTok, And when Trey started going viral for that song, like the videos that people were making were just unbelievably hilarious of like, coach, coach, we need a quarterback. Our quarterbacks hurt. Oh, we'll bring in the guy from Baltimore. Oh, Oh, Lamar. No. Trace McSorley, <laughs> like every like people who had no idea who he was was getting in on the joke. So oh, yeah, Matty Which, Fresh, you created a monster. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Trace. I paid several hundred of dollars for a frame jersey situation of his nice. recently that. I am unable to hang by myself. So it just sits in my bedroom, uh, which is really fun when people like come look at my apartment. They're like, what the hell? It's just sitting on the floor. Um, so I love Trace. Um, I have actually met him. Fun fact. He was you also- met a lot of people, I feel like. 
I met him at Arts Fest before I uh, actually started school there. It was like the summer before and I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, I'm an accounting major. I was like, oh my God, let me know if you need a tutor. He's probably like, <laughs> whatever. He didn't know he was starting yet though. So he didn't know what he was about to become. Maybe he did. It's, I suppose he believed in himself before mm-hmm. other people did. Super humble dude. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. He, he was really, really nice. I, he yeah. is for like a starting quarterback in a major school. One of the least full of himself guys I've ever met. Oh yeah, very nice. Yeah. Very so two one. two great songs from Maddie Fresh. Um, go check them out if you haven't heard them. If you live under a rock like me, go check out the Sacred uh-huh. Barkley one. Uh, all right, last Twitter question uh, comes from Luke the Comet eight twenty one. Says, "What kind of spaceship?" He did clarify. He means ship. What kind of spaceship do you want to send Clifford to the sun in? And I actually am intrigued by this question because obviously it's like a jerk kind of question. But uh, Pat and I have talked about our feelings on Sean Clifford at length ad nauseum on this podcast and i have not been as positive as i can be in other things so i'm curious caroline where do you land on the sean clifford experiment thus far so the reason that this is a jerk question um is because this is an ohio state fan that i know um (laughs) yeah look better even better he did not go there um so he's one of those um yep so i actually uh for the penn state indiana game last year i was in denver just visiting a friend who told me it would be just a quick hour hair appointment just quick hour long i'm like no woman's hair appointment has ever only taken an hour you're gonna be there for five (laughs) hours so i went to a bar in denver by myself just found a random sports bar and uh the ohio state nebraska game was on and I was just, you know, went and sat at a table by myself, started drinking, was settling in for the Penn State Indiana game. And I just started making friends with these guys sitting around me. And the one was Luke, huge Ohio State fan, who was obviously in a very good mood after that day, uh, whereas our days did not end so well. Um, so he saw me in one of my very worst moments uh, after watching that game. So um he and you know with how bad last year was like if i'm sure plenty of people have seen me say some disparaging things <laughs> about sean clifford and penn state on twitter i'm sorry i take it back i'm usually a great blind homer but last year was just so bad on so many levels for penn state football and just everybody's life that you know i let some feelings get the best of me and i sincerely apologize for my very viral tweet that said Penn State versus Michigan will be shown on Comedy Central. Uh, that, <laughs> that got like 12,000 likes. So Damn, girl. <laughs> that's serious. I get that's excited a, when I get like 100. That's the best tweet I've ever had. So sorry, not sorry. It was good for the clout. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, Luke is my Ohio State fan friend um, from Denver. And I would not like to send Clifford anywhere in any sort of apparatus because if we don't have him at quarterback this year, we are royally screwed uh, given that our we have only three on the roster and the two backups have con- thrown a combined, like, what, one pass? I think Taekwon yep. got to, like, overshoot somebody in an end zone against Rutgers in 2019. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, can't wait. Um, so while I would love to have faith in them since they are on the team, we don't know and that the unknown about the quarterback position in particular scares the shit out of me. So I would not like to send him anywhere, and I would like to believe that Mike Yersich is going to fix him for good, and we're going to put up all the points, all the stats, all the yards, everything, and uh, maybe he will be a Heisman contender. I don't know. Like, it yeah. does me no good to root against him. My my mom right. um, 
bless her heart she tries to get involved in Penn State football because I'm so into it and she went there like she likes to follow along so she tries to like ask me questions and she always like gets really in the corner of every backup quarterback because like my brother didn't get a lot of chances in sports as a kid so I think she's she always gets hung up on the kids that didn't get a chance I'm like mom mm-hmm. we've seen the backups play they like not the, these ones in particular but just like when Tommy Stevens would like throw like the worst interceptions when he came in, I'm like, he didn't get a chance. He never got a chance. I'm like, mom, like we saw him throw the worst interception ever thrown against Michigan that one time. Like he got a chance. He wasn't that good. So she gets like really hung up on the backups and stuff. And she, 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 yeah, she was the other day I got in the car when she picked me up from the airport and she was like, so like, what does Penn State have like backup quarterback, like behind Sean Clifford? She's like, what happened to Levis? And like, he's probably going to start in Kentucky. And she's like, Oh man, like couldn't even start at Penn State. And like, mom, we've been through this. Like, no, like we tried that. It's it wasn't gonna happen. I hope he does well. It wasn't gonna happen. I like her energy. I like where. Yeah, but so it's of course she's rooting for Clifford. She knows that uh, he was not my favorite person to watch play last year, uh, as I'm sure many people can relate. Um, But like he. He represents our school. He's our quarterback. It does me no good to root against him. Why would I want him to do badly? Of course, I want him to do well. Like, yeah, I think we're I think we're in the same camp. Like, like it, uh, get upsetting. the frustrations out, but once yeah. it's game day, positive eyes only. Yeah, it's it's upsetting to watch, uh, oftentimes, but it does me no good to be like, oh, he sucks. I hope he does even worse, so I can make yeah. fun of. Like, no, I I want him to be a Heisman contender and win the national championship. So. He's staying right here. No, no <laughs> Jeff Bezos uh, rocket ships. Like, none, no. We're keeping him right here because we are so screwed if he goes anywhere. Agreed. Pat, any, any Clifford thoughts or have we beaten that horse to death enough? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I believe he's in a tough spot last year, man. Um, you know, if, like getting a new system or not having an offseason are both hard. And to have both in one is like, yeah. I can't expect that much out of him when, like, looking back. So I full off season, new coordinator, great coordinator. Like from what we've seen, I believe in him. I believe we will be stiff for Cliff once again. That's my guy. Yeah, stiff for Cliff. Twenty twenty one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's bring it back. Good vibes only. That's a yeah. perfect way to end a regular segment of a podcast. That's why we are professionals at what we do. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's wrap this up. We are going to do a draft. Um, so this is last week we did or last week last episode. We did uh, name, image, likeness draft. This is going to be a draft of the best game day experiences slash moments. Uh, so not necessarily like which college has the best atmosphere or anything, but like the things that happen on a football Saturday um, in college football, what are your favorite moments there? So, so we snake draft. We'll go one, two, three, and then back. Caroline, you are the guest. Which position would you like to pick in for second or third? Um, I'll go right in the middle. I'll go second. Wow. Nice. Pat, you want first or third? I'll go third. Wow. Okay. You guys just giving me the number one overall pick. Now there's no right. pressure. Don't no pressure. Up. All right. So these are the best moments, experiences, things you love about a college football Saturday. Um, I gave this one to you guys as an example. I'm just going to take it because it probably is my favorite thing in the world. Um, yeah. It's the first beer at the tailgate. It is. Um, I think for me, even as a college student, I was never a morning person. Like there are some people who just live to wake up and like get ready for the tailgate and get things set up. I was never that guy. So like just getting out of bed, getting to the field was like a miserable experience. And then you hear those Irish crickets, the first, first natty light is open and everything is good. 
the world is beautiful, the sun is shining, and you have a beautiful day ahead of you. So my number one is the first beer at the temple. I would have done the same if I was first, so good pick. <laughs> All right, it's the, it's, it's the start of the day. It has to. It's important. Absolutely. All right, so I I don't I know we don't want to just specifically turn this into a drink food slash draft, but I feel like buffalo chicken dip is like its own experience at a tailgate. Like it's not just like what's your favorite thing to bring to a tailgate. Like it is at least fifty percent of the tailgate experience is a good buffalo chicken dip. Um, have to have it at every single tailgate. Uh, fun fact, but not really that fun. Uh, before the Ohio State game, when I was there in 2016, I like almost burnt down my apartment trying to make it the morning of the game. My oven just decided to like, they call it like a runaway temperature and the oven just overheated, sort of like melting the side of my fridge. My whole apartment was just like filled with smoke before I left for the game. I'm like, well, hopefully this is okay because I have places to be. And it was all worth it for the buffalo chicken dip. So I, I just feel like that that's its own thing. Buffalo chicken dip is life. Excellent. You can't have Excellent a pick for number two overall. Hey, you got you got some tough picks to follow up here, but yeah. you do get okay. two in a row. So, Chris, you're gonna have to tell me if my pick is too similar to yours because it okay. is pretty similar. My favorite thing, first thing in the morning, the shower shotgun. You shotgun. I think I'll allow that. I think right. I'll allow yeah. that. That's a you different shotgun, experience. Shotgun a beer in the shower with your buddies, you know, in the frat house, communal showers. How <laughs> to do it. And God uh, forbid anything goes wrong, you've got your mess cleaned up right in front of you. Okay. Okay. You know? I like it. I, I can't tell you the last time I've done a shower shotgun as I just turned 31 years old. But <laughs> this season, I might have to bring that back just in my apartment <laughs> by myself. Absolutely. I'm not opposed. I've never done one, but not opposed. Okay, that's listen. We're gonna kick this year off. It's right. the move because I've seen the, uh, I've seen the mistakes that can happen with an eight a.m. shotgun. Let oh. me tell you, the shower is the best place to do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Pat. What's your next one? We're doing all. By the way, I didn't say this. We're getting four picks each. I think that's pretty okay. standard. Okay. Mount Rushmore. Um, Pat, what's your number two? After this, halftime chicken basket and soda. Damn. Boom. You know, you hit. You've been standing for two. Two and a half hours, you're, you're depleted, you're tired. The flask you snuck into the tailgate is warm and doesn't taste good anymore. You go get a chicken basket, you pour the rest of your booze in that soda, and you rally for the second half. Damn good. I haven't had a chicken basket in a long time, and I'm, like, craving one. Um, so that pick only intensifies that for me. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> uh, all right, Caroline, what's your second one? All right. I think I'm going to go with, so once you're in the game, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, your school's chant or a song that everybody knows. I really like when everyone sings to me specifically, a la Sweet, Sweet Caroline. Caroline. There you go. Um, but just like being in there and singing or cheering along with the rest of the stadium, especially when it's a full stadium, of course, at Penn State, always at least 107,000 people in there closest friends and uh it gets emotional you know you're like drunk you've been drinking all day at the first game of the season maybe it's a whiteout whatever you've got going on it's it's an emotional feeling you know it's overcome you're part of something all these other people are all coming together for a common cause like i don't go to church but i imagine and you know it's a pretty religious experience um similar to similar to being in church um so yeah i think just being together with everyone cheering yelling whatever's going on and it's just it's so loud and the whole stadium shaking 
oh, I just, I need it now. I, I need I it that. right now. I can't wait. I love that. I had, I had one that was similar. I don't know. I'll save it in my back pocket in case I need one later, but um, I fully agree with that. It, it, uh, comparing it to church is exactly right. Like, the person, <laughs> but that, that yeah. feeling of just like, that's the gospel. Like hearing that we mm-hmm. are for the first time. It's just, Penn State's it's my religion. Put that on a bumper sticker. Put that on a t-shirt. Um, all right, I'm up next. I got two of them here. Um, I literally wrote down like a list of like 20 of them because I didn't want to run out of ideas. So now I'm going Same. through deciding which ones to pick. Um, I'm going to go with uh, football weather. Um, the perfect mm. fall day where you can wear like the most comfortable clothes, like jeans and a t-shirt. You don't need a jacket. You don't need to be bundled up. The leaves are the perfect color. They're falling off. You get that nice little breeze where you're not too hot. You're not too cold. Football weather is probably my favorite season. Like I know that's not a season, but like I, I classify it as because you get those couple so of weeks good. of football weather and it's ideal. I don't know how you can beat it. So that is my second pick. The best is when you don't have to plan your like layers ahead of time. Like it's going to be freezing in the morning and then I'm going to be sweating and then I'm going to lose all my clothes because I like throw them in the back of people's trucks. And like that, that's always a disaster trying to plan ahead. I like when it's just perfect weather, start to finish. You bring one outfit, no mm-hmm. other accessories and you don't have to worry about that. 50 degrees all day. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait to be back in State College this this fall. I cannot wait. Um, all right, I have another one here. Um, I think I think I'm going to go with this one. Uh, timing your bathroom trip properly so there's a very short line. Uh, one of the small pleasures of life is like being in a stadium with 110,000 people and you get to a bathroom and there's not a massive line. It's just like this is better than winning the lottery. I can go feel good. I can get through the day and I don't have to mm-hmm. stand there about to piss myself so um it doesn't happen often but when it happens it's, it's pretty magical so short bathroom that's uh my number three there. that's nice that's nice all right yeah the same thing i wrote down a bunch of like really specific scenarios <laughs> um and i'm trying to figure out how like detailed i want to get with them uh let's see here i think one of them would probably have to be sharing a nice like jello shot with a stranger so oftentimes when i'm at a tailgate i'll get put in charge of the jello shots the pudding shots whatever they are and i always end up making way too many and i you know i don't want to take these home so i just start giving them out to strangers and it's like a nice way to bomb with people i remember a couple years ago the iowa game like some nice iowa fans uh just i started handing them out to them they thought they were fantastic i made these pudding ones and no one wanted them because they're like oh pudding that's too heavy that's gross they were so good i ate like 15 i was wasted off these pudding (laughs) shots uh but yeah just it's just like a quick little thing like you don't have to like give away a whole beer or whatever you've got going on just like a little jello shot you probably have too many anyway just pass them around and it's a fun time um a couple of years ago uh the lot that I tailgate in it's I don't know it's not the RV lot but it's a lot that has like RVs in it it's like very close to the stadium and uh, a lot of the Penn State parents are there and uh, Michael Mennett's mom gave us some jello shots they were so good my mom wrote down the recipe and we've made them a couple (laughs) times since then they were so freaking good shout out Mama Mennett yeah shout out to her they were fantastic um but yeah uh sharing jello shots putting shots whatever you're in the mood for with a stranger 
I love it. Stranger interactions are the best. I had, I had a couple of those written down as well. Just like having that moment with like, I don't know you, you don't know me, but in this moment, we are best mm-hmm. friends. We are and best And like friends. when you, the, another very specific thing with that is like, uh, I actually wrote down, but I don't need it to be a pick. Like when you're at an away game and you mm-hmm. see somebody on your team and you like give them the sup nod and you're yep. like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're in enemy territory right now. What's up? Yeah, that, that's another thing. I love it. All right, Pat, bring us home. Your last two here. All right. Uh, I'm going with Cornhole. Great, Pat. Wow, how did I miss that? You get, to the you get to the tailgate. Everyone's cracked open their first drinks. It's early in the morning, but you got to get the competitive juices flowing. You know, get ready for what's about to happen inside that stadium. So you pick by far the best tailgating game. You know, it's, it's the perfect combination of energy, but the least can go wrong. You know, it's not like throwing a football around where it's you miss, it's bouncing into people's cars. Not like Dizzy Bat where maybe you're too drunk and you let go of the bat and it hits a woman in the face and they won't accept your apology. <laughs> like these happen, you know? That, that sounds like oddly specific. Like maybe <laughs> drawing from personal experience there. I could be. <laughs> but cornhole, there's just nothing that can go wrong. And it gets intense, but not too intense. And it never comes to blows. It's dynamite. I like it. And you I can like hold it. your drink while you do it. It's, it's a perfect game. It's a perfect game. All right, what's your last pick here, Pat? My last pick is another pretty specific one. I don't – yeah, actually, no, I'm going with a different one. Last pick, shoulder pumps. You know, there's nothing better. You're on a Saturday. Maybe you're not eating healthy. You're drinking. But you get a good workout in because Penn State just <laughs> keeps scoring. And you come out of there with just sore shoulders. I thought I knew where you were going with there, but I wasn't completely sure. I was really confused when you <laughs> yeah. first said that. Just I was get like, a good old-fashioned <laughs> shoulder pump. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I, I got to say, I've left several games, like, very sore from that. And, like, there's not a knock on any women I've lifted up in my life. But it, it, you, get to the, <laughs> you get to the 50-burger. I like, mean, a body is a body. So like I've done this so many damn times. <laughs> it's not like you just did 50. You did 50, and then you did 43 before right. that. Right. Yeah, it's a whole it's a, it's a little factorial. Get your reps. Mm-hmm. All right, shoulder, shoulder pumps. That's a good way to say it. That is a good one. Caroline, what's your last one? All right, this is tough here because I have so oddly, so many oddly specific things that I just love. But I think one that will resonate with a lot of people is just drunk parents and all the things that are encapsulated with that. Like it's just we're all here. You know, some of us are in college. Some of us didn't graduate that long ago it's like it's still acceptable to get pretty drunk at the tailgate and then the parents that are just like fuck it like you know whether they're retired just hate their jobs relatable you know whatever it is we're all just gathered around for one cause and it's to get really drunk and celebrate Penn State and uh, I love when the parents get into it like it's more fun to see like the old the old people getting into it um, not to call my parents old but I love when they come to tailgates it's always a good time uh, my dad is a huge wine drinker so he'll show up with a huge bottle of red wine which is really strange for a tailgate but you know it gets them going just the same so whatever do your thing dad uh my mom will have one drink and be just off her rocker like completely trashed um and she's a lot of fun so I love when she does that uh when I was in school she would come up for almost every single game pack the car like god bless her do everything by herself drive up with everything in her car so much food so much alcohol and we just go through all of it and uh yeah she came up for like every home game and was a great sport about it so I think she loves tailgating now um I've gotten her to beer bong quite a few times, Incredible. which is always fun. I, I like to record that. And 
she gets mad sometimes because I make her do too many. Um, one time she was a little tipsy. Both of my parents were there and she saw some people playing Dizzy Bat and she thought that looked fun. And my dad was like, like, hold on a sec. I'm not allowed to wear shoes in the house. You are not drinking out of the community bat. Like, that's just not, <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not doing this. And she's had one drink. She's like, oh, come on. It looks so fun. And uh, this was obviously pre-COVID, but uh, my dad was clearly ahead of the game and knew that that would be uh, pretty disgusting. But I mean, I don't know. She probably would have been okay. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. We should let her do it before it was like socially unacceptable. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm sure people of Penn State will still be playing Dizzy Bat next year. I have no worries about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll happen. Um, that was actually going to be my last one with like parents or grandparents playing a drinking game. So good pick. You stole it from me. Um, I also did have throwing a football around, but then Pat, you shit on that as like too complex. Mm, so I feel like I can't take tough. that anymore. Um, Cause like when, when I throw a football around, like I, I, I have those moments where I think I'm way better than I am. Like you get one throw and you're like, oh, I, I'm incredible. Uh, but I won't take that one. Um, I have one that I think is similar to like the school song chant, but it's different. You guys let me know if this is acceptable. Um, the wave, the wave in the stadium. Oh. Is that different enough? Yeah, no, that's the okay. same thing. Yeah. Okay. So I do want to clarify though. I love the wave, but only the first one. Uh, if you do it like three or four times within a game, I'm over it after the first one. Um, yeah. But something, something about that first wave where you're like, especially in a stadium like Penn State where there are just shit ton of people and it looks like so pretty as it's going around the stadium. We get the fast wave, the slow wave. It's something about that. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, yep, this is a college football game. Like, I'm home right now. I'm, I'm where I'm yep. supposed to be. So I will wrap it up with the wave. Love it. Guys, that's a pretty good draft. That's not bad. I think so. Uh, there were there were too many too many things to choose from, but I think we narrowed it down pretty nicely. Do you guys have any any honorable mentions that you didn't get to that you want to rattle off here? Uh, I haven't done it in a while, but uh, back in my school days, I used to always fall asleep in my mom's car because I wasn't big on beer or seltzer, so I just drink so much liquor that I would involuntarily <laughs> pass out in her car before literally every single game oh, so it would make it in the stadium so like a car nap i haven't done that in a while i'd learned how to drink seltzer um, I, had, I had the post game uh, like after yeah. the game once you're dead like you go sleep for a couple hours before going out at night I yeah that's a pretty good one big time maybe pass mm-hmm. out in somebody else's apartment by accident i've done that it's happened I've like, where am i where yep. am i yep. Um, all right, so we will put this out on Twitter, on Instagram. If you're listening to this, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, you'll have to vote. Let us know who had the best one. Pat won our last one in a landslide. Um, mm. I got a little too cute with my picks last time, so I tried to not not pander, not pander, but tried to be a little <laughs> bit more, a little bit more mainstream here. You uh, thought too hard. Out. Oh, definitely, definitely. It was the first time we've done it, so we're we're getting better. Um, but this is a lot of fun, Caroline. Thanks so much for coming on. It was great to finally, finally, after years of, of talking, about yeah, this, seriously, get to have you on here and, and talk about the thing we all love so much in Penn State football. Pat, any last words for the fans before we wrap this one up? Any wrestling yes. news that we've gotten about? Absolutely. August fourth is when it starts, baby. August fourth to be a uh, most importantly, David Taylor will be starting his Olympic journey. Um, only Penn State alumni in the wrestling pool, uh, but Nittany Lion Wrestling Club member Thomas Gilman starts the same day. And then our other Nittany Lion Wrestling Club guy, Kyle Snyder, starts on the 6th. So tune in. Uh, should be at least two medals in that group, hopefully two golds. Nice. Love it. Amazing. Caroline, thank you so much for coming on. If you're listening and you don't follow Caroline, check her out at Sup Caroline. Any last words for the fans? 
Uh, I mean, thanks for having me on. It was a great time. I'd love to talk about Penn State football any other time you would like to do so. Um, so yeah, go ahead, follow me on Twitter if you don't. I like to think some of my tweets are funny or sometimes informational, usually just trying to make a bad joke. But yeah, I, I like to have fun on there. It's 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 a lot of Penn State, some not Penn State. Um, I find that the Penn State tweets get a lot of engagement because we're all rabid and insane and people like to be passionate about Penn State on there. So I might keep playing to that. So go ahead and follow me and we can talk about the games and freak out with each other when uh, we get started here soon. That's what Twitter's for. <laughs> That's why Twitter <laughs> exists, for us to freak out and celebrate. I don't have uh, anyone awesome. else. <laughs> to do it with so yeah got absolutely find internet friends <laughs> awesome well thank you everyone for listening as always uh, we should have probably two more episodes before the season season kicks off september 4th we are like a month away uh, which is crazy we'll have at least two more episodes here in august as always follow us on twitter instagram no names all game let us know what you want to hear about and uh that's all we got for you we are <laughs>